name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we hear the account in the Gospel of St. Matthew about a man under authority. The question I asked myself when I was reading through this, am I a man under authority? Are we people under authority? When, said, when God says, go, do we go? When he says, come, do we come? When he says, do this, do we do it? <laughs> the Lord said, that is a person of great faith. Seems so simple, right? You know, we say in the litanies, at the end of the litanies, let us commend ourselves and each other and all our life unto Christ our God. Let us commend ourselves and each other and our whole life to Christ our God. And how do you respond to that? To thee, O Lord. You know, that can get that does get really rote, right? You realize what you're saying? <laughs> you're committing your whole life to Christ and you're saying you're you're uh, uh, kind of stepping into it by saying, to thee, O Lord, to thee. I commit my life to thee. We do that many times during the litany, so you'll hear it. So pay attention to that. That's important about being under the authority of God. And then we have this incredible opportunity, this beautiful passage in Hebrews about the description of Old Testament worship where the, the people could only be blessed in that sense by the priest going in once a year. We go in all the time. We come to that holy place all the time. We're given the opportunity to be blessed by that grace of holiness all the time. So a person under authority, committing our whole life unto Christ our God having the opportunity to come to this place of holiness where we receive the blessing to be people under authority. <clears throat> so I want to take a look at each of these things. Go, come, and do this. And just a little bit on each of these. So let's take a look first at go, and he goes. So let's take a look at this beautiful passage in at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. The Lord says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always to the close of the age. Amen. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and preach the gospel. He says that to all of us. Go. You know, at the end of the lit lit liturgy, we say, let us go forth in peace. Go forth. Go. So what do you say to people? What are your words? You know, there are people in your life 
It needs to be encouraged by your love, by your friendship, and by the message of the gospel. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Don't be afraid of it. Don't go out there and bang them with a hammer, though. You know people, <laughs> we were people like that for a while. <laughs> Bang! No, wait, be patient. God will give you the words and give you the timing, but pay attention to that. What you are to say, go and make disciples. But then not just what we say, but what we do. You know, one of the great examples of what we do is St. John Maximovich. You know, he was... a. Uh, he took care of children. He took care of the sick. He took care of orphans. He took care of his people dramatically. He took care of refugees. He didn't preach much to the people outside of the church, but his life spoke volumes. Does your life speak volumes? Do people know you by your deeds? see that. You need to understand that how you behave and what you do, your kindnesses, your love, your friendship, those things preach the gospel. St. Seraphim says we all need to preach the gospel and sometimes we need to use words. But very seldom the words come after the deeds normally. So pay attention to that. Our example through the prayers of St. John, may our example be as his is. And then our prayer, just simply what we say, you know, Father John spoke um, at St. Peter and Paul, the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, and uh, St. Nikolai Melaveramich, that's not how you say it, St. Nikolai, that's why St. John, that's why Father John never says his last name. <laughs> said this, it's very beautiful, he said that the, the, the hymn to the, to the apostles is their word has got out into all the earth and, and their words to all the universe. He says that basically our prayer, the prayer penetrates everything. It goes into the spiritual world and so it touches everything. It touches all creation. So when you pray for people that need your prayers, they are touched by the grace of God. How do you touch people? You know, we, we all worry and are concerned about folks that we love and care about. God's grace can touch them through your prayers. Wow. Powerfully. Beautifully. Magnificently and especially the departed, especially the departed. When you pray for them, they know it. They feel it. They feel your love. That's why we do it, and that's why we're very much encouraged to pray for the departed. So pray. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples through your words, through your deeds, and through your prayers. And then these beautiful words from also the Gospel of St. Matthew. I think for all of us, we love these words um, from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. 
in relationship to the word come. And the Lord says this to us. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do we believe that? <laughs> when we really turn to God, do we feel like there's a relief there? You know, I was reading uh, St. John Cassian and St. John uh, Chrysostom on this passage, and the commentary says the yoke that we take on ourselves is the kingdom. And God's presence, God's presence, that's the yoke. And that yoke is light. That yoke is smooth. And the commentary goes on to say, why does God want us to take upon the yoke? Not, he says, not to call you to account. You know, when you're yoked by somebody, it's like you, you're accountable to them. That's not what God wants to do when he calls you to, be, to, to take on the yoke of the kingdom. What he wants there is to free you from your sins, to lift you from your anxieties, and give you joy in the midst of sorrow. That's what he wants to do. That's his yoke. That's when you take that yoke on, that's what you receive. Freedom from anxiety, the relief of sin, and the lifting of the burden of sorrow. And he says, also, the yoke is not because he wants honor. It's because he wants your salvation. God wants to save you. We need to chew on that all the time. And he's doing it, and he's, doing, he's going about it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 52 weeks a year, on and on and on, and he will not relent. He will keep doing things to save us. Maybe sometimes showing us a little bit of our weaknesses, sometimes lifting us with a thanksgiving. Whatever it is, whatever we need to be saved, God's doing that. We need to be so confident in that. So, please, Understand, when you come to God, the king's highway is easy and smooth. We just need to maintain our meekness and humility. What gets in the way many times is just our passions and our own desires. They kind of step in the way of that, and we stumble over our own uh, anxieties, right? our own struggles, our own expectations. That's where we have our greatest difficulties. But the yoke of the kingdom, the yoke of God's presence, is smooth and easy. May, may we he heed and hear this command, come to me, you are heavy laden. And finally, he says, do this. And 
they do, and, they, and they do it. So let's look at this beautiful passage again from St. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. That rock is Jesus Christ. Those who hear my sayings and do them build their house upon a rock. So, this is no secret. You know what to do to live the Christian life. Is that right? Do you know what to do to live the Christian life? Do you know what not to do? You know what to do and you know not what to do. So it's not a mystery on how we are to live the life. So my encouragement to you and to me is to do it. Do it. Do the good things. Don't do the bad things. You know, the beautiful thing about God is he gave us a conscience. And if we really understand that conscience and allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in the conscience, the Holy Spirit all, almost immediately will indicate to us that we're doing something right or wrong. How many have felt the pain in the conscience when you do something wrong? Raise your hand. Everybody get them up, please, please. I want them all up. Everybody. Now, Ben, I got it up higher, Ben. That's why. We know it. And it's normally almost immediate. Almost immediate. And you know, God has given us a remedy for that, that immediate pain in the conscience. You know what it is? Repentance. Wow. Like right away. Lord, forgive me. I don't want to do this. I didn't want. I, forgive me for saying that. Forgive me for thinking that. I don't want to do these things. Lord, have mercy on my soul. Cleanse me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. The bones which are broken shall rejoice. Turn away thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. That's King David. That's you. In every liturgy. <laughs> I just want to encourage you that repentance is such a beautiful thing and we need to take complete advantage of it and be very, very aggressive with it. Don't wallow in the sin. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm such a horrible sinner. Of course you are. Surprise, surprise. Right? Surprise. No. Repent. Just then, just now. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such a gift God has given to us. You know, in the Old Testament, you could only repent once a year. The Day of Atonement. You had to live with your sins for a whole year. And sometimes the sins weren't forgiven. Thank God for his sacrifice for us. 
because he died that we could have the forgiveness of our sins and have it through our repentance, beloved. So, may we be people of authority. When God says, go, we go. When God says, come, we come. When God says, do this, we do it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.